Welcome to that American Football Show. It is our 50th episode today, so just want to give us all a little pat on the back for that. Didn't think we'd ever be here. Well done, everyone. Little pat. Um, so, yeah, we are here today, powered by EP Sports. EP Sports is the top supplier in the UK for all of your American football needs, helping players and coaches reach their potential since 2007. Uh, you can go check them out at epsports.co.uk. Uh, so today, it's one of our, well, we only did it once, but it's one of our favourite things to look forward to. Uh, Joe, Tim, Craig and myself will be giving our thoughts on the uh, season coming up and giving our predictions. We are starting with the AFC Conference first. The, the other three of you all, all got an AFC division. I've taken the South. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about them, the kind of ex- exciting games that we've got to look forward to. Uh, there's definitely a good couple in the AFC and ultimately who we think will be going through to uh, the Super Bowl from the AFC side. Um, boys, how did you find doing your predictions? Did you struggle? Did you find some surprises? It's eye-opening, wasn't it? It's just like, there's a lot of teams that you don't think you're so high on, and then you do it and you realise, oh my God, where's that come from? And then the other teams where you're just like, yeah, written them off already. Who are you surprised about? Uh <laughs> It's like Steelers was one of them, and I was just like, you know, I was surprised where I had them, but then thinking about it, I wasn't shocked. And then, like, with like the Jets, I don't know if there's any bias in that, but yeah, yeah, I think it was a different. I normally just pick a record for a team and then just go with that, but actually breaking it down game by game, I was really surprised. And Steelers, again, a bit of a spoiler, but. They came out a lot better than I thought I would. The Jags came out a lot worse than I thought I would, and they were thought I thought they were going to be bad anyway. But uh, yeah, it was a different way of doing it than I normally do it. But it was interesting. Yes, I thought the same. Like I thought it was an it was an interesting way to do it. Um, I think some of the records came out a lot different than I thought they would do. Um, some teams were a little bit lower than I would have maybe have put them, or and there's a couple that have been a little bit a little bit higher than maybe I'd have put them. And ju- just for everyone wondering what the way we've done it is. Um, normally, obviously, you kind of just pick a record and kind of, oh, yeah, they're a 10 and 6 team. But we've actually all gone through every single game and, well, not scored it, but chosen the winner. So that's why we've all come to surprising results, to say the least. Uh, but yeah, without any further ado, let's get into the AFC North. Craig, it's your division. How have you got the uh, the division panning out? Uh, okay, so I we we put a tweet out yesterday where I put out where I think my Ravens were going to come, and I got quite quite mixed reviews there. Um, but I've got the Ravens going at fifteen and one, and being the number one overall seed. Um, I had the Browns at ten and six, and the Steelers at ten and six, with the Steelers taking that with a slightly better divisional record. Um, and then the Bengals are two and fourteen, which was a little bit lower than I thought originally. I'd have had the Bengals. I would have thought they were maybe a, I don't know, I'd say anywhere between two and four wins, maybe. So what were the, you got three seeds coming out. Uh, yeah, just to remember everyone, there's now seven seeds per conference. Um, so you got three of the seeds straight from the AFC North. Yeah, I have Browns going through at sixth and then Steelers coming through in that, um, the new seventh spot. And uh, just out of curiosity, who's that one loss the Ravens have? Um, who did I say it was? I didn't, ha- I think it's either going to be between the Chiefs or... Maybe the Browns when we play away at the Browns. Yeah, I think away, the away Browns game is going to be a hell of a good game. Yeah, because that, that's where the others last season. So I think I think the most most likely it's going to be one of them two games, if not both. But like 
realistically, I think we're good. You know, we'll be one of them two games. If all we could sit at the end of the season, who knows? If we're steamrolling through the season and we've got to the last game of the season, we're playing the Bengals. So, I mean, it could just be the bench everyone and the Bengals get lucky. Who knows? Tim, what did you have for the AFC North? For the AFC North, I had the Bengals at four and twelve, the Browns at eight and eight, Ravens thirteen to three, and Steelers a surprising ten and six. Okay, so you've got the the Browns not really living up to the hype again. Yeah, they were one of the surprises. I thought I'd well, if I had predicted them without looking at the games, I would have gone ten and six. But yeah, they came out eight and eight when I looked at the games. And what about you, Joe? What was your results? So, like, kind of similar. What I had, I had uh, Bengals bottom three and thirteen, which I think is a little harsh because they're better team, but the record doesn't seem to say much about that. You've got the Browns at nine and seven. I've got them getting the sixth seed. Got the Steelers at twelve and four. Uh, they're getting the fifth seed, and then the Ravens at fourteen and two. They're getting the the one seed. Those two games, uh, Craig, you mentioned them. That I'd losing was the. Oh, actually, no. I think I'm I think I'm lying. I think it was the Browns, and I think it was Steelers away. I had them had them losing. So right. like two divisional games. I just think those top three teams. In that division, they are, in my opinion, they're all you know playoff teams. Potentially, the Browns, you know, a bit of a bit of a funny one. Yeah, but they're the ones that can sort of do each other, especially if they're proper up for it. I know they don't have fans. I would say if they have you know fans in the home stadium, make a big difference. But not not as much this year. But I don't know. They're just you know divisional games. Anything can happen. And I just think the Ravens could slip up a couple times there. Yeah, Ravens, Steelers, Browns in in that division. It, for years, it's felt like that could go either way. Big time. I mean, and yeah, just before we move on to the full discussion, just to either slightly different, I actually didn't have the Ravens as the one seed. I'm sorry, Craig. Um, I, I thought they would be, but as I went through, uh, I've got the Steelers taking the first seed overall at uh, 12 and four. I've got the Ravens taking the fifth seed at 11 and five. I've got the Browns taking a sixth seed at the same score of 11 and five. And I've got the Bengals at five and eleven. So overall, um, I think I've got the highest, highest on the AFC North altogether. But yeah, I mean, I think we've mentioned it a couple of times. It is probably the most competitive division outside of maybe the uh, NFC West. Yeah, it's it's proper tight, and especially with the Steelers as well and Big Ben coming back, it just sort of throws a big spanner into the works there. The Ravens walked it last year, but I don't think it's going to be as easy this time around. Also- I, I get that argument. That was the common argument that we tended to see from people on Twitter was that like it's people are going to figure them out a little bit more. But I think, I don't know. I feel like we've improved enough to sort of add a couple of new things, a couple of different dimensions in certain areas and enough to sort of keep keep that same rolling. It's the most hyped I've been for the team for as, as long as I've supported them for over a decade now. Like It's the most confident I've felt going into a season. How much do you think uh, yonder retiring is going to hurt you though? I do think that is going to be a big loss, but I mean, it's it's tough with no preseason um, mm-hmm. to really sort of gauge it and see where the rookies are really at. Obviously, it's one thing at practice and training camp, but it's another when they're on the field in a competitive game. So it'll, it'll be an interesting week one. What What's your biggest worry going into the season with the Ravens? Is, is there a part of the team you're like, oh, maybe we are lower than some of us in our division like that or anything? Um. It probably would be the offensive line, but the, I mean, he was so good last year. Like, I think I don't, I don't know if there was one. Yeah, it'll probably be, it'll probably be there. 
or maybe linebacker. But the question then, what do you think is the most worrying thing about the rest of the division from a Ravens point of view? Uh, well, the, I mean, the Browns have always been good on paper, but they tend to turn themselves apart. The fact that they've got an entire new coaching staff now, they could potentially live up to their potential like they should have done the past few years. Um, that's a scary prospect. And then with the Steelers, you know, with that defence they had last season, I think with Big Ben back, if they can at least eke out a bit more of that offence and sort of perform at a level that they should have been performing, they're obviously going to be a much tougher prospect than, than they were last year. And so, obviously, there's a, there's a couple of exciting games throughout the season, but I think none other than the Ravens are participating in probably the best game of this entire season, which is, I think, week three. The Chiefs are coming to you, is that yeah. right? Chiefs yeah, are coming to us week three. Everyone's got their eye on. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially after last season, it come down to a last second took a field goal as it as it normally does, don't it? And it was a very, very tense game. So I'm I'm sort of, I'm looking forward to it. But I'm quite nervous at the same time, you know. Are there any other games that you boys have picked up on in the division that look to be really good? I think we play you, Adam, don't we? Don't we play the Eagles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be a nice easy game. Look forward to it. Yeah, now I'll just steamroll right two years and move on to a tougher prospect like the Steelers. That one loss, mate, is going to haunt you. <laughs> um, I did look at a few, actually. The, the Ravens do have a, a couple of good ones, but I think there are some really interesting ones just throughout the division. And there's, there's one that's uh, it's Bengals v. Chargers, the week, week one game for the, the Bengals. And I think that's really interesting because you're going to have, obviously, Joe Burrow, uh, the top quarterback going in. But you've got Herbert, who's probably the least talked about out of the the starting rookie quarterbacks, obviously. Um, Jordan Love gets a bit of talk just as being a backup. Um, and uh, Tua, obviously, on the Dolphins is pegged to start after a few games. This With, with, a game, with the two teams that are pretty much new, not newly assembled, but there's a lot of new pieces coming into it in week one with no preseason. I think this game is going to surprise us a lot. And I don't, don't know what's going to happen. Herbert, from from what I've seen on Hard Knocks, Herbert does throw a beautiful ball. Like you can see it when they're watching it and they're filming him and stuff. But he's he's he's, he's very quiet, and he's come from an offense which was he didn't you know he, he did everything from the shotgun. He didn't really have to say much. Like so, I think that transition to where he has to be a lot more vocal and be able to sort of be on point with the snap counts and all that sort of stuff. It'll be interesting to see him whether he can he can do that coming out of the type of offense that he's came out of. And then in terms of Burrow, obviously we've not we've not really seen much since, so it'll be interesting to see what he can do. So as the self-appointed non-scientific body language expert with Herbert, right? If you turn up at your own training facility and you have to go, my name's Herbert. Justin, J-U-N, you, you're the quarterback of the bloody team. You should expect people to know who you are. That just shows a lack of confidence. And obviously, that means you had a terrible NFL career. Noted down at 1923 on the 20th of August, Tim <laughs> killed off Justin Herbert's career. Yeah, did, 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 did you pull him up and have a go with him a fair bit because he's not very yeah. vocal and he seems quite timid? But he, I mean, he's, he's got the physical ability. It's just whether... You know, personality-wise, he can step up, like Tim's just been saying, and and fill that role. You know, he has to sort of instill the guys with confidence, especially his offensive line. He needs to approach that line and be like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what I need you to do. And if you yeah. do your job, this is what's going to happen. Because if he's not, then they're not going to have confidence in him and everything will fall apart. Totally. You're a kid just out of college and you're telling men who've been playing professional football for 10, 15 years what to do. 
you've got to have some confidence about you. Even if you're faking it, fake it till you make it. You've just got to have the confidence to boss the team. You're the figurehead of that team. Yeah. There's a, actually, I've just been looking down my list as well. Another really big game is week 14, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. It's obviously, they're two teams that are pr- proud on the defence with an offence that's looking to come in hot. That could be a real... That's going to be a really good one. Yeah. Be a real physical game. So we've got um, all of us except for Tim had three C's coming out of the AFC North. Yep. Um, let's just move on to the AFC East. Uh, obviously, Joe's division here with the Bills, Dolphins, Jets and Patriots. Joe, what have you got for uh, your division? Uh, so for this, this division here, it's going to be one weird year, I think, in the AFC East. When I say weird, just because it's going to be different to what we've seen uh, over the last what, 20 years or so. <laughs> So what I've got is I've got the Jets coming bottom at 2-14. and 14. Uh, I don't know if I've been harsh. I don't think I have because I just don't like Adam Gase. Like, I just Happy. don't think the Jets are really going to go. Dolphins, I've got them doing a bit better. I've got 7-9. and nine. I've got the Pats going 9-7 and seven as the seventh seed, just creeping into the playoffs. And then I've got the Bills at 11-5 and five getting the third seed. Okay. And uh, so you're... Are you not too confident with the Patriots going in, or are you just more confident on the Bills? I think we're mediocre. I just, I just don't want to go too high or too low. That's, that's basically it. But now the Bills, I don't want them to be good because on Twitter, like Bills Twitter's just been like they're quite annoying sometimes. Like they're they're really believing their own. Playing about other teams for at least five years. No, 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 no. But see what, like they're just they're they're so sure that they're. Don't get me wrong. It would, obviously it'd be nice for them, but. They're so certain that they're going to run away with it. Like even just they, they're so certain that they're like one of the best teams in football, if not the best. Like that's the sort of vibe I get. So it would be quite funny to see them, you know, just not hit the ground running. But and Ed says a lot actually on shutdown cover. Go look at his podcast if you want to want another good NFL podcast. But he always talks about how the Bills may bottle it because they've never been in that position before. You know, you're going into the sort of last five or six games. You've got quite a lead. They might just get a bit of stage fright, but I'm sure McDermott will will manage to to sort that out for them. But it's going to be interesting, I think. The Bills, they're they're a very good team. It's just can they mentally deliver? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think you're right with 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 kind of the experience, but it could be. Uh, Tim, have you got the East panning out? I've got the Bills at eleven and five, taking the third seed, same as Joe. I've got the Dolphins going eight and eight. I've got the Jets at three and thirteen, and then I've got the Patriots, a really disappointing seven and nine. You've got the Dolphins beating the Patriots in a division. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think is going to be the the kind of uh, thing they have? Is it the coaching? Is it the actual personnel, or what? I think it's a combination of all those things. I think from what's coming out of the Patriots from training camp, it's not sounding good. If they're not, whether it's just trying to put other teams off talking about where Cam Newton playing tight end and being really close in competition for quarterback at the Patriots. And I don't think all the players they've lost with the opt-outs, that's not going to help them either. And I think the Dolphins have got a more talented roster than people realise. And I think they've got a good coach there, obviously uh, Flores from Belichick's coaching tree. Yeah, definitely. The, they have spent, oh, they spent so much money on it, it better look good on paper. <laughs> so Craig, what did you have for the East? 
Uh, so I had the Bills taking it 12 and 4, so it's roughly the same, just an extra game there. Um, I had the Patriots going 8 and 8 and just just missing out on a on a playoff spot there. So I know that might upset some people. I apologise, but I just I don't know. Looking at around the rest of the AFC at the moment, I just I don't know if I've seen enough of this new team yet. That's just, just gonna. It was close, but I think maybe they just miss out. Um, Dolphins. I feel like I've been a little bit on the conservative side. I've got them at five and eleven. Um, I think without the preseason, with the training camp starting late, and with with the majority of that roster being quite new, or such a large chunk of it being quite new, I think they've just not had the time to sort of gel properly yet. I think most of their wins might come a bit later in the season, but I think they're going to have a slow start. Um, and then Jets, I've got a four and twelve. Okay. So, yeah, everyone seems to be riding quite low on the Jets here, interestingly enough. Uh, if we ju- I've, I have got them at 4-12 and 12 as well. Uh, I think I'm the only... No, no, I've, I've matched Joe here. I've got the Pats sneaking in to the playoffs on the seventh seed. I've got them going 11-5, and five, so sneaking in a high score. Uh, got the Bills also going 11-5, but taking that two seed, so higher seed there. And also Dolphins 7-9. and nine. We're all pretty much around there. Are there any games we've picked up on here that are going to be very tough or uh, swing the division or anything like that? I think eleven and five for the Patriots is pretty generous. Like, I, I, what, what Tim said though, I think the Patriots are so used to hiding everything that you, you can't guess what they're doing going into a division. Joe was saying before, Brian Hoyer's the peg starting quarterback. I refuse to believe Cam Newton's fighting Brian Hoyer. I get that Brian Hoyer's. Like Bill Belichick likes him. He's trained in the team for a while. But we're talking about Cam Newton, who's meant to be at full health. Who's uh, he, he won the MVP. Like He's he's an outstanding player. We, we also mentioned they've got about five different players that can throw that aren't quarterbacks. So I, I feel like everyone's doing the classic thing of going, right, Brady's finally left. Patriots are going to settle down whilst forgetting they've probably got the best coach of all time. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's where I've got a lot of those wins. It's just the fact it's Bill. Like I think without Belichick, I probably would have gone like a six and ten. Oh yeah, like yeah. down there. But it's it's tough because our defense isn't going to be anywhere near as good as it was last year. I think people need to. A lot of people, you know, think oh, you know, the Pats are going to sort of ride out on the defense, and you know, little bits on the offense will sort it. But you know, we've lost, you know, we've lost uh, Noy, we lost Jamie Collins, oh, uh, Dante Hightower's just opted out. Like so it's chunk. Yeah, Chung's opted out. It's looking a bit sort of weak, and we're, we're sort of banking on rookies to uh, to come in. And there's that guy, the safety that we got, uh, Carl Duggar, his name is. He's meant to be pretty good, but it's still that that defensive line is just looking weak, and teams could run on us and just pound us down. It's that's where it could go quite wrong. But you know, if Cam Newton's fit and he's starting, and Kill Harry apparently he's picked up an injury in the last couple of days, which isn't yeah. great. This division has got a lot more competitive, like a lot more competitive. The Bills are good now. The Dolphins, obviously, like they've picked up a lot of new talent. They look like they're going to be a good prospect now. And the Jets are dangerous. You know, we might have them either down at like most of us. I think we got them at like three, four wins. But mm-hmm. they're a dangerous team, especially in their division. So it's it's not the the cakewalk it used to be back. You know. It, a few years ago where there wasn't as much competition and the Patriots were just like a league of their own um, above everyone else so I think I don't know I feel like they're going to they're going to struggle a little bit yeah I think if you like the, with the Jets because I've I'd, I'd like to think I've always had a bit of a, a liking to the Jets as opposed to Joe 
And like they have had some unfortunate news. They've got Adam Gase as a coach, who I think we all agree isn't fantastic. No. Uh, Denzel Mims has hurt himself, who's their rookie, rookie ride receiver one. They are having a couple of issues, but there's been some great talk about uh, Sam Darnold. Um, they're really up on that Mecky Beckton, their offensive tackle. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's meant to be uh, coming into this uh, with a lot better mindset. They've revamped the entire offensive line. I, I think this is a team that there's a, not a lot known just because that their uh, off- offensive particularly is very new and there is a lot of things flipping about on it. But like you said, from a from the level of all the teams at the same level, this is probably the most competitive because it realistically a, a bad injury on the Bills or something could leave this uh, team or this division kind of in the throes of whoever wants it. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, any any really big games that we've seen in this division at all? It's it's really tough. Like the AFC's schedule is actually a really really difficult one. Yeah, what so, division are you matched against? We AFC are. West. Yeah. Ask you against the West. Okay, so we're going to have yeah. a Jovi Tim game. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, we are. It's an it's an early one. Yeah. It's the AFC West and the NFC West, I believe. Um, which isn't. No, great. There could be easier divisions to face, but yeah, it's it's just not an easy one. I'm there's us against Seahawks early on. I think that will be an interesting one because for me, there's sort of two teams that are always that you know they're sort of playoff level. But if the Pats win that, you yeah. know, there might be a bigger sort of expectation. And I think early doors. That's quite a huge one. Do you think that could be one of the games that could be the decider for you? Yeah, I mean, it's early. It's always early and, you know, we don't always start the best. But it, for me, if we were to get beaten heavy in that game, we'd just sort of be, yeah, you know what, maybe this year, isn't it? Bit of a rebuild, whatever. I think week three against us is going to sort of, for both teams, is going to show you what level we both are at, who wins that one and how well both teams perform. So that's, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I agree. That's That's a fair point as well. Yeah, there there are a couple of good and like we we always say this for every division, but that that like especially like now Brady has gone. It's such an interesting dynamic because it used to be oh Brady's coming to Miami, Brady's coming to Buffalo, Brady's coming to um a New York, and now it's literally like oh Bill Belichick's very good against this team's schemes, and that and I don't know about you guys. That's what when I was looking at the scores, I was like, yeah, the Bills are better than the Patriots, but Bill knows how to beat the Bills. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, like that's probably the division that could, uh, or maybe the South as well, could go either way, really. Speaking of the South, let's move on to that one. Uh, it's the division that uh, I add. Right, so at the top, I have the Tennessee Titans going 11-5. and five. Uh, I think I've, I'm really high on nearly every team in the AFC, apparently. Um, got them as the third seed. Uh, had the Colts at ten and six, unfortunately missing the playoffs amongst a, a very hyped or a, a high ranking seeding. Uh, but the Colts, I think we'll, we'll talk about it later. We've got we're all quite high on the Colts. Uh, Texans, I've got going six and ten. Uh, I think they are going to fall off really badly. Uh, and surprisingly, I've got the Jags with one win, um, and that's just how kind of me going through the schedules was working. I was like, right, Jags will lose that one. Yeah, Jags will lose that one. And I just came to the end. I was like, wow, they, I think they beat the Bengals or something. <laughs> so, Joe, who do, who do you have for the South? 
so south, I have got uh, Jags. Yeah, not doing too well. Not as bad as what you've put them. I've got, you know, I've got a bit of faith. Uh, they're going three and 13. I've got the Texans at eight and eight, along with the Titans, but the Titans just nip it on a sort of divisional record. I think that's a that's a tough one to call there. And then I've got the Colts just winning it on nine and seven, taking the fourth seed. Well, so you've got them quite low scoring in the division. Yeah, I just think that, you know, those top three teams are so close. They're just going to keep beating each other in the divisional games and it's just going to knock each other's record down. Uh, that's, that's where I think it's going to be so close. I'm going to disagree with that in a second, but we'll get through everyone's results first. Uh, Tim, who do you have in the South? I've got a close run division of the, the South. I've got the Colts and the Titans, both on nine and seven, but both getting a playoff spot. Then I've got the Texans at six and ten, and I've got the same amount of faith in the Jags as Joe has, three and thirteen. Okay, sorry, Jags fans, just in advance. Uh, and uh, Craig, who do you have in the South? Um, okay, so I've got the Titans taking a playoff spot and winning the division at ten and six. Um, I've got the Colts at eight and eight, which I feel like is a I don't know. I keep thinking back, and I think I've been a little bit harsh there. I think they could be up to like a nine ten win team, but I think. Eight and eight's fair enough for them. They do they do look like a good side. Like Texans have got a seven and nine. Bit of a regression from last year. Um, you know, good side, but I think there's just there's just too much going on there that it's not gonna be I don't see them having a particularly great season this season. And um the Jags have shown them a bit more love. I've got them going five and eleven. Um so I've got a little bit more faith in them than you guys, I guess. But I guess you know, I know they've lost a lot. We'll see we'll see what happens in Jacksonville. Why are you so, well, not high, but why Why do you think the Jags have a few games under the belt? It's just, like, I understand that they've got their issues and they've got their problems, but they're not that bad of a team. And I think they've shown last year that they can scrap with teams. And I think teams that can scrap with teams, you can't ever count them out. And eventually they are going to get lucky and, and draw out some wins. And especially in this division, this division, for me, is one of the most wide open divisions in football. You know, they, 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 you could flip this on its head, and I don't think anyone would be too surprised. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know. I don't. When it comes to them playing in, in in their own division against each other, I can see them picking up wins there. So I have a question for all of you because I've got a solid answer for it. What do you think for whoever's going to take the division or whoever's going to lose the division? What's the big swinging point on a certain team? So like for example, I, I I think the Colts are, could be so much better just because of that offensive line and running game. They pick up Jonathan Taylor uh, in the second round, I think, and like their their offensive line's huge. It's it's terrifying, and they, they've shown that for the past two seasons. And I think if they start to get momentum throughout the season, they could be a real problem. I think the Colts all depends on how Old Man Rivers does. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. he was showing signs of regression last year. And people are thinking they're getting the Philip Rivers from three, four years ago. I watched a lot of him because he's in our division last year. He's not the quarterback he used to be. Um, he, he could get, you know, be rejuvenated going to Indianapolis, getting away from his kids. He might have a bit more time. He might be good, but I don't know. The Colts are such a well-rounded team as well. You're right. If it is just down to Rivers because everywhere else, I just feel as if they're, they're so strong. And yeah, it just comes down to that. How old is Foot Rivers now? He's like, what, 38? 58, about 52. <laughs> That's how many children he's got. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, I see, I mean I've mean, i got the, the Colts going a bit higher than the Texans because I think the Texans are a bit more unpredictable. Like, 
especially last season, one week they could show up and be great against a great team and then the next week be playing someone who's a bit more mediocre and, and really struggle. But then you've got like, you know, the likes of Deshaun Watson who can just make stuff happen and he's a bit Russell Wilson-esque in the sense that you can't ever count him out. He's quite, He can make stuff happen just out of nowhere. So I, I don't know. I found I found the Colts and the Texans quite difficult in terms to, to gauge. It was the most difficult division I found when we're going through the games, especially the division games. You're like, oh, the Colts, yeah. will they beat the Texans? Will they beat the Titans? Apart from the Jags, the three very close teams. Yeah. We were all looking, look, looks like it. We've, we've all got uh, the Texans in the, the third seed. Mm. Um, what, what's kind of, what do we think's going to be kind of their downfall? Because I'm pretty sure we're all high up under Sean Watson because he is an incredible athlete. Hello, Brian. Yeah, and I think the Colts have just got the shit together a bit more. Like, Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. And as well with the, the Texans, their first four games are like disgusting. Yeah. Like, they go Chiefs. Yeah. Ravens, Steelers, Vikings. That's a tough start. Which, you know, you could be 0-4 then and then, you know, where there's no, like, the, the team's just like, right, you know, screw this. Saying that because AFC North are matched up with the, the AFC South, there is a quite exciting rematch of the, the old Ravens and Titans. Yes. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what, what your thoughts on that? Do you think the, the playoff was a, an anomaly and you should beat them or... Do you think it's going to come down to a really hard game again? I think that game really exposed where our weaknesses are that we had been sort of covering up throughout the regular season. And I feel like we've addressed them and then some in the off-season. So, um, yeah, I don't think it'll be a repeat of last time. I think they're going to struggle a lot more than, than they did in that playoff game. I only literally sat and watched that game before. Um, my friend Jordan come round and we were going over some um, we were going over some Fury coaching stuff and he, I was like yeah let's throw a game on and he, he literally threw that game on and <laughs> sat in and, yeah I was like watching it intently just trying to see what I could pick up on but yeah no I think we've our defensive line and our linebacker cause you know linebackers we've improved a bit defensive line we've improved massively I think Henry running at us he's going to have a much harder time than he did the did, did last time round and finally None other than the AFC West. I've got the Chiefs going 12 and 4, taking the two seed. Then I've got the Las Vegas Raiders going 9 and 7, taking the five seed. A bit generous there, I think. Uh, then the Broncos, nine, uh, sorry, 7 and 9, and the Chargers, 5 and 11. Okay. So quite high up on your own team. Let's see how everyone mm-hmm. else is looking to them. Uh, how about you, Joe? Yeah, so I've got Chargers six and ten. I've got Broncos seven and nine. But Raiders eight and eight. And then I've got the Chiefs taking the uh, second seed at thirteen and three. I so so disagree with these Broncos. Um, Sorry, Craig, who do you have? Uh, So I have the I've got the Chiefs taking the second seed at fourteen and two. Um, I think that explains itself. Um, I've got the Raiders at 10 and 6. I've got them winning more games than Tin has himself. Um, the first time round when I did this, I had them coming out at 11 or 12 wins, I think. No, I think it was, about 11, I think it was 11. So apparently I'm quite high on this Raiders team. Um, I do think you have quite a good schedule this year. And you've impressed me a lot last season from what I caught you. And you look a lot better this time round. Um, I've got Broncos 8 and 8. And then I've got Chargers at 5 and 11. Okay. Uh, and then, obviously, keeping up with the theme of just whacking the MVP in there. Uh, Chiefs, 11-5. and five. I do have them lo- losing a bit more than you guys. I think they just they are going to regress slightly. 
Um, got the raid, sorry, got the Broncos taking number two in the division, but not making seeding at nine and seven. Raiders also at nine and seven. So I haven't forgotten about you, Tim. I do think you're a good team. Uh, and I have the Chargers actually going three and 13. I've really gone a bit lower than you guys there. Let's let's talk about the obvious one, the Chiefs. Are they the hardest team to beat right now? I mean, arguably, yeah, because they're the Super Bowl champions. I mean, like... But like, on, on paper, obviously, they've actually not lost that much. And everyone seems to be doing the whole let's sign team-friendly deals because Mahomes is inked a half a billion contract deal. Uh, obviously, a lot of the players are like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to take a little bit less for the rings. These, like, it's a bit worrying to see. Obviously, it could all fall apart in two years and absolutely, like, shit hit the fan. But it sounds like they're being smart. They've, they have got a competent front office and a, a, competent, a very competent coach. Like, this, it is, it could be worrying as a start of a dynasty, or it, it could be just they had an amazing season last time, like the Panthers did, and they're going to fall to earth again. I don't actually believe the argument I'm about to make, but on paper, I've got my notes here. So, the Chiefs had comeback wins. Obviously, in the divisional round, they were 24-0 down. They were 10-0 down in the conference, and they were 10-0 down in the Super Bowl. Could have gone the other way. They had one, two, three, four games where they came from behind in the regular season. And they actually had five games where they were within one score when they actually won. Like the Ravens game was 28-33. They could easily have lost a lot more of those games. Now... That's all well and good, but I don't bloody believe that because they've got Patrick Mahomes who can just at any time turn on a quarter because if you look at the scores, there's just one quarter where they can knock out 21-28 points and just totally dismantle their team. And he just does things that quarterbacks aren't supposed to do. No-look passes and the way he flings the ball down the field. As long as they've got that team, it's going to be bloody hard to beat them. It's going to take a really good de-coordinator to work out how to beat that team. And their defence is a lot better than it used to be. So, yeah, well. Yeah, that, that's it's just so stacked on offence, it's almost unfair. Like, it is borderline unfair. Like, that, you look at each position and they have a standout player at, like, pretty much most of their skill positions. You know what I mean? Like... It's like they got a crystal ball. I remember us talking about they're drafting a running back in the first round. And we were all like, well, they've got running backs. They don't need a running back. Then lo and behold, they're running back opt-outs for COVID, which they couldn't have foreseen coming. Uh, and they've got this excellent running back that they got in the first round of the draft just to slot in who could actually be better than anyone on their roster. So it's just not fair. Yeah, they are. Yeah, like you said, their their offense is so outstanding. When you look at the defense, they still got Chris Jones. They still got Honey Badger. Like they're not even a bad team on defense. Like you look at teams like the Cowboys that are these absolutely offensive powerhouses. And then there's a piece of paper secondary, but like they can actually do damage to you. Like obviously you mentioned the come from behind games. That Texans game and the is it championship? If that was. That was crushing. Like the Texans were so so high on morale, and then Mahomes was like, "Nope." Yeah, but I want to discuss why you guys are low on the Broncos. What's wrong with that? Drew, well, I know you hate Drew Lock, Tim. I'll let you off. I'm but, like, no, no, I'm I'm with on Tim. Like everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Drew Lock, Drew Lock, Drew Lock." How many games did he play? Five, five. There you go. It's just it's just too much, and I think. Everyone's got so hyped about the Broncos. They've ended up being overhyped. Don't get me wrong, they'll improve. They will definitely improve. And, you know, adding Jerry Judy is exciting. But 
they're not going to jump from you know this blow par team to like well they're getting off they're back on the line that's very good it, you know they they have got a few big players on the team but i just I just think there's too much hype at the moment, a bit too much. Just let them play. And if, you know, they may may completely prove me wrong, but I don't see them as, you know, a top two team, even in this division yet. Yeah, um, I think I mean, for me, it's more the hype of the Broncos that I hate more than I actually hate the Broncos. <laughs> so people are saying they, they've not done anything yet. And it's like, oh, Drew Locke's, this, Drew Locke's the new John Elway. No, he's not. He's not. So, yeah, no, well, that's, I mean, we, we spoke about this a little bit. I know Tim saw it in the same camp as me, but like, I don't think, you know, the concern is the new John Elway. Elway wasn't all that great. In my opinion, it was the surrounding cast he had around him. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I had them at eight and eight. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I don't think they're a bad team. Like, I think, I think that's roughly where they're going to finish between seven and, and nine wins. They don't, they don't wow me, but they're not a bad team either. And you say they've not got a good supporting cast, and you look, he's got receivers, Colin Sutton and Jerry Judy. Then he's got Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon in the backfield. Like they've actually, the, the offensive line's a bit unknown. They're not a bad offensive line, and they are trying to improve it. But the, the, obviously, they're a team that's renowned for their defense, and Von Miller and Chubb off the edge is pretty horrible. Um, but they, I, I think people are sleeping on that. They're, they've actually. Cortland Sutton's a legitimately good receiver. Jerry Judy's obviously hoping they're going to step in and be an absolute world beater. Melvin Gordon, obviously, he's got a bit of a history of just being a bit of a... No, no. We've seen what we're getting from Gordon when, like, at the Chargers. Like, he's, he's overhyped. I don't rate him. He's, no, he's a waste of money, mate. Move on. Philip Lindsay, though, is an absolute animal. Yeah, Lindsay, if, you, I mean, if you're not comfortable with Philip Lindsay and you think the answer is Melvin Gordon, Jesus Christ, you can't have a lot of faith in Philip Lindsay. <laughs> uh, what about this thing? Um, Tim, obviously, your Raiders. Uh, we've mm-hmm. all kind of got them flowing between eight to ten wins. Yeah. We're all, we're all like we, two of us have got them seeding. What, what what's the most exciting games you're looking forward to? Obviously, you said there's a number of them. I think from from a Raiders fan, it's a year for that you could get rid of two of the biggest grudges you've got for ages. We're playing the Patriots and we're playing Tom Brady's Buccaneers. So those two games for me are going to be amazing because they get rid of the Patriots, get the Tuck Rule game off our back, and get rid of Brady, getting the Tuck Rule. So it's a Tuck Rule year. We're going to be we're going to be brilliant this year. So he we- says the man who predicted nine wins. You just touched upon it there. I, I had the Raiders coming into the fifth seed. Um, I mentioned it in the chat at the time when I was doing the predictions. I had the um, the Raiders-Patriots game being the decider in terms of who makes the playoffs because um, it was that head-to-head that made the difference. And I, I went with the Raiders to just take that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I just, I don't know. I think I feel more confident in terms of what I'm going to get from the Raiders. And I think the Patriots have just lost... I think they've just lost too much... Like they've, you know, with they've they've lost the players in terms of trades and stuff like that. But I think that loss of Hightower and that loss of Chung, I think, is it's going to hurt us in the long run. That secondary helped sort of carry us and was a real strength for that team last season. And I think losing, you know, losing them, I think you should, you know, it's going to you're going to struggle a bit. And I actually do think this year is the year that Derek Carr finally, because he's he's actually been really pissed off. Um, he's always gone about oh I don't listen oh, to the media or anything like that um, but finally he said right I've been re- disrespected by the media 
because he's been known as a check down Charlie. He doesn't throw it downfield, which he can. So I think this year they're just going to let him loose, especially with drafting Henry Ruggs, one of the fastest wide receiver in the draft. Don't throw it downfield, you've drafted the wrong player. I know, exactly. So what's the point in drafting Henry Ruggs if Derek Carr's just going to drop it five yards on third and 13, you know? So I think something that we all failed to really realise until kind of we got through our predictions was home field advantage isn't really going to be present except outside of a few certain stadiums such as like obviously uh, the uh, Patriots play in the Coles, um, Broncos play at a mile high. The, the only really advantage you're going to get is essentially environment. Obviously the Florida team loves to play in the heat, uh, Northern teams play in the cold it's really going to throw off some of the teams that do have this kind of reputation of, oh, you don't like playing in their house, like Seattle, like the Eagles, like the Chiefs, like the Saints, especially all four of those teams who are like contenders to the playoffs most seasons. They're quite hostile crowds. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah the Oakland, uh, not only did us any good, but the Oakland crowd was very hostile. So we're not yeah. going to have that this year. We're going to be in the nice, clean and friendly Vegas stadium with no fans. I just because that, that made me rethink all my things because I had a lot of teams. I was like, oh, I'll just give it to the home team because they're probably going to win it. Then I finished. I was like, oh no, that there is there is no real. Well, there is a home team, but if it's like you look at like Florida to um, if you choose a Florida Florida team, there's going to be no advantage because they're always playing in roasting heat anyway. I think the only advantage for home team really is the travel because it's not in a bubble like the NBA so you're still going to have the coast to coast traveling so there's going to be some home advantage but it's not going to be the amount of advantage that it used to be yeah I think it'll be more more weather and like you said the travel the distance of the travel but um, I mean even then weather wise like you, you if you if they're playing the, the the early games further down south then it's going to be a bit of an advantage then once you hit December it's not going to be much of an advantage like the likes of Lambeau early season you know it's not going to be much of an advantage but if you know once you get to like December January it might start to be a bit more of an advantage so even then it's it's not all season long it's just for like a chunk of the season that you're really going to see it Okay, so let's do a final rundown again on the seedings that we've all just done. Uh, so you listeners can have a, a better idea of the hubbly bub we've just been talking about. So um, in the AFC, I have the Steelers as the first seed, the Bills as the second seed, Titans as the third seed, and the Chiefs as the fourth seed. That felt weird to say. Uh, and then I've also got the Ravens as fifth seed, Browns as sixth seed, and the Patriots as the seventh seed. What about you, Craig? Uh, so I have the Ravens as first, Chiefs as second, Bills as third, um, I have Titans fourth, Raiders fifth, and then Browns sixth and Steelers seventh. Okay, uh, Joe? Yeah, so I've got the Ravens first, I've got the Chiefs second, Bills third, Colts fourth, Steelers fifth, who's sixth of the Browns and uh, the Patriots seventh. And finally, Tim. I've got Ravens first. I've got Chiefs second, Bills third, uh, Steelers fourth, Raiders fifth, Titans sixth, and Colts seventh. Okay. I've just realized I'm the only one without the Raiders and Chiefs in the first two. Uh, so we're going to be going through each individually. It was really fun, actually. We, um, we used a, a website. Uh, we, I'm sure we can put it up on our social medias, basically where you can 
predict your own of as as we've done the whole season and then who comes into your playoffs i personally found it very fun going like imagining the the playoff games so uh, we're all going to go through who who we had for each week and and so on and so forth so in the wild card uh, i have the ravens at the chiefs and i have the ravens taking them out in the wild card then i have the browns at the titans and i have uh, the mighty titans uh, fell in the browns and then interestingly, I have the Pats uh, taking on the Bills in the wild card with the Pats coming out on top. Joe Love Lewis. it. Love it. Uh, then heading into the divisional round where it gets real good. We've got the Ravens at the Titans. It's a divisional round rematch. There's also going to be one in the middle of the season, but this is going to be super exciting. I, I, like, I honestly hope it's just as exciting with Derek Henry like being a raging bull and Lamar Jackson being this spinny whirly gig that just throws the ball anywhere he wants I feel, oh, it's, like that game was so fun to watch man uh, and then I also have a bit of a bit of an old school well I say old school about five years ago matchup Patriots at the Steelers uh, obviously they were the two of the perennial contenders throughout the 2010s uh, so I actually have the Ravens winning. Um, I think they are going to flip it around on the Titans this time. I think they've learned from their mistakes and um, your safety is actually going to tackle Derek, uh, Derek Henry. Uh, Pats and Steelers. I'm sorry, Joe. I've got, I've got the Steelers' mighty defense and more powerful offense running you over this time around. Bill can't stop it. And then we head into the AFC Championship, a divisional round matchup. We've got the Ravens heading to Heinz Field and playing the Steelers. And they have the Ravens winning. I've got them taking out the Steelers in Heinz Field. And that, that's going to be an absolutely monstrous game. Just ha- hopefully, back. Um, I mean, this is very high hopes in kind of next year, earlier months. We hope maybe hope to see fans in the stadiums. If we get to see something like St- Ravens at Steelers at Heinz, that would be absolutely nuts. And so, yeah, I have the Ravens entering the Super Bowl as the AFC champs. So, Craig, who have you got in your uh, 2021 playoff bracket for the AFC? Um, okay, so wild card round. I've got the number four seed Titans taking on the number five seed Raiders. Um, I've got the Titans taking that one. Sorry, Tim. Mm. Um, I've got the seventh seed Steelers taking on the second seed Chiefs. And I've got the Chiefs taking that one. Um, and then I've got the third um, third seed Bills taking on the sixth seed Browns, and I've got the Bills taking that one. So um, so moving on from that divisional round, that means that the number one seed Ravens are taking on fourth seed Titans in that dreaded rematch in the divisional round again. Um, but I've got the Ravens coming out on top on that one. Um, and then to the other game, I've got the Chiefs taking on the Bills, and I've got the Chiefs coming out on top of that one. Um, which leaves for the the conference game of Chiefs Ravens, and I've got the Ravens coming out on top on that one. Not like you to be confident in your own team. I know. Yo, who have you got in your playoffs? So I've got first of all, I've got the Steelers going to the Colts, and I've got the Steelers winning that one. I've got the Browns going to the Bills, and I've got the Bills winning that one. And then I've got the Patriots going to the Chiefs, and I think that could be quite a heavy win there for the Chiefs. So going on to divisional. I have got the Bills going to the Chiefs and I've got the Chiefs winning that one. Then I've got the Steelers going to the Ravens and I'm sorry, Craig, I've got the Steelers uh, going to Baltimore and taking the win. Okay. With that defence. I just think, not, not okay, this isn't because I don't think Lamar can hack it in the playoffs. I know that's a running joke. I just genuinely think that the Steelers with Big Ben and that would just have the 
they were just have had to keep their heads and uh, and do it. And then the championship, I've got the Steelers going to the Chiefs, and I've got the Chiefs winning that and going on to the Super Bowl again. Okay, so two different teams going to the Super Bowl now. Tim, who have you got? Okay, so in the wild card round, I've got the Steelers beating the Raiders in a tight one, and then the Bills beating the Titans, and then I've got the Chiefs beating the Colts in the wild card round. In the divisional round, I've got the Steelers beating the Chiefs in a shocker, and then even bigger, more, even more of a shock, I've got the Bills beating the Ravens. The Bills will use the formula that the Ravens used, strong running game, a quarterback that's having an MVP season in Josh Allen. Ooh. So the championship game, I've got the Steelers against the Bills, and I have got the Bills going to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Wow. That is very different to what we've got. That <laughs> is very bold, Cotton. What have you got uh, for Josh Allen there, Bruin? Not talked about that much, have you? So, Josh Allen is going to be this year's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson leaped in the season to this season. We had 36 touchdowns, ran over 1,000. And it's the same formula. If you look at the Bills, they're almost a carbon copy of the Ravens with a good defense. The Bills have got a really good O-line. They've got a good running back already. They've added a second one in the draft, Zach Moss. They've also added Stefan Diggs. So if Stefan Diggs can get that on the end of some of those long Josh Allen passes, the Bills are going to be really good this season. And it's a weird season, so I thought I'd pick a weird team. Come back to the, the argument we had before. Do they not have the playoff experience necessary to take on teams like the Pats and the Steelers and stuff like these teams that know how to win in the playoffs? So they know how to win in the playoffs because it's a playoff atmosphere because they've got the crowds behind them. It's the winter. I'm not going to have the crowds. It's going to be different. The season is going to be so weird. I'm, I'll tell you, it might not be the Bills, but some weird teams are going to get to the Super Bowl this year. The pressure is still there, though. When the Bills last season, they crumbled, didn't they? Like, Alan sort of showed how green he was when he got to the playoffs in, in that game. So, that he's got that in his head now, and he's been going through therapy all year. Don't know if this is true or not, but he's been in therapy. He's got that out of his head. He's got a sports psychologist. He's been, that's it now. That's out of his head. He's put that in a box, locked it in the back of his head. That's gone. He's learned from that now. He's a far better quarterback now. I, I can I can get that. I reckon he's learned from that experience as well. It's yeah. only going to make no, him I better. See that. I'm quite big on this Bills team. Like I really am. I just... I, I don't like the thought of them beating my own team. Like, But, I mean, I, if, if anyone's going to go, you know, he's got a shot of getting there. I think the Bills do have a, a good, solid shot. Like, This time last week, I didn't think the Bills were any good. So I didn't know what all the hype was about. But then I did a little bit of research and, yeah, I bought in on them. And the two teams we seem to not have them going really anywhere. I have the Pats going past the first rounds and everyone else has the Browns going out as well. Mm-hmm. Do we just think they're another team should be there in place of them or they're just not good enough really I don't think the Browns have got the playoff experience yeah and Patriots wise I just I don't know if they've got they've just got enough weapons at the minute to sort of get them there I don't know if Bill Schemann's sort of going to be enough I mean he might they might prove me wrong every every time I you know every time you think the Patriots aren't going to do it somehow they pull it out the bag so who knows but on paper. The thing I would say in the Browns' favour is there's not been that much drama coming out of their training camp. I've not heard that much drama. So maybe they're just quietly getting on about their business. So 
if if Browns put it together, they're going to be a good team. They will be as good as the Bills. So, but it's I don't know. It's like a powder keg with the Browns. I can see it all going pear shaped. To throw a hypothetical hypothetical at you in your hypothetical playoffs, what is the? <laughs> this is just a stupid question. What's the the like the? What do you think is going to happen? That one player is either going to play out their minds, or a, a very good player is just going to crumble. Can you see anything like that happening? Like Patrick Mahomes just absolutely screwing up uh, in the final two quarters or something? Do you see any kind of surprises coming uh, from any teams entering the playoffs for the AFC? I think the Chiefs are going to be overconfident. And that's why they're going to lose to the Bills. Because they're going to believe that they're just going to sail through the Super Bowl again. And that's the only way they're going to lose, I think. I mean, I'm just looking there. Obviously, you're the only, uh, you and Joe are the only two that have the Colts going through to the playoffs. I think they're a team that if they make the playoffs, they're going to have enough. Uh, they're going to have, assuming they make the playoffs, Phil Rivers is probably playing well, uh, and the other teams all click. And I think Frank Reich's a fantastic coach for him. I think if they make the playoffs, they could be a lot more dangerous than people realize. Just because, obviously, there's the saying, de- defense wins. Um, uh, championships first of all I think they've got the most underrated linebacker in the game with Darius Leonard who's just who puts up absurd numbers and that like I keep going back to that offensive line if, if that keeps power in them much like the the Titans kind of had a different way of power in the running that they had just a lot of short choppy passes and Derek Henry these guys come I think would be the best team to kind of um, push the chains and just wear other teams out to win yeah, I can see that. It's especially if, like, say the Colts get the Chiefs. I think if they keep running them down and just make sure Patrick Mahomes has minimal, minimal time on the ball, they're a team that could potentially do that to them. I don't know what I've got for the Colts. I just think they're, they're a team that never really are the best, but they put on absolutely world in performances when they need to. The thing is, though, last year, I don't know what the record was, but it wasn't very good. And I remember watching the Raiders beat them. And the only difference, they didn't have that many injuries, I don't think. And the only difference was the quarterback. And they, they weren't very good at all. Where Ty Hilton just didn't play for them last year. They had, he had like an ankle issue or something. So I, mm. I really tried him in fantasy and he just never really came back on the, uh, back on the, the boards, really. They got Jonathan Taylor, though, who's everyone's saying... Coming out of Wisconsin, they've also got Marlon Mack, who's a bit of a kind of catching running back, uh, multi-purpose, can do what he wants. But this Jonathan Taylor's apparently just like bull rush juggernaut, absolutely through this massive offensive line, and just I I, I just think they're going to be that team that runs people over and doesn't need to pass that much. They've got Philip Rivers, who yeah, he's used to slinging it, but maybe they just need him to calm down a little bit and just throw passes that work whilst the running game wins for them. And their, their defence has never been top-notch, but they've got some pieces there that are very good. So let us know who you've got. Do you, if you disagree with any of our seeds, uh, do you think any of the playoff matchups we had were stupid? Thanks, everyone, for listening to our ramblings about the AFC, uh, champ- oh, AFC predictions. We are going to do the NFC next week and look at the uh, actual Super Bowl, obviously, we're looking forward to seeing who you think we've got winning our playoffs. Some of them will be obvious. Uh, an example is me. Uh, other examples are less obvious with these three AFC buds. Uh, but 
Yeah, please do let us know. It's, like I said, it's really fun. Uh, Craig, I believe you wanted to give a little shout out to someone. Is that right? Yeah, so um, we had uh, someone get in touch with us through our Instagram saying that they've been following our Pick a Team series that we did earlier on um, in the off season. And um, they used it to help pick a team. Um, so they're a new, new Seahawks fan. Um, so shout out to Jordan. Um, I know Jordan's also looking for a team to play. So best of luck if um, if you do decide to go out there and start playing yourself in one of the in one of the UK leagues. Yeah, you should definitely look at EP Sports. <laughs> um, another shout out as well, just to uh, Duffers in my uh, fantasy draft because I accidentally just called him the guy who drafted Dak first. Uh, so I think that was a bit of a cruel title to give someone. Uh, but thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we've had a good time talking about the, the AFC. Uh, it's looking to be probably a fantastic uh, conference altogether. Uh, what is our website, Tim? Is there any new information we've got on there? It's thatamericanfootballshow.com or .co.uk. There's still some articles up there. We're still looking for new articles. Whatever you want to write about, just drop us an email to which email address, Joe? Uh, thatamericanfootballshow at gmail.com. Wow, is that email linked to some social media uh, handles as well? It, it does, it does. And uh, our Twitter and Instagram is TAFS underscore UK. And on Facebook... It's that American football show type us in. And Adam, actually, as you mentioned, socials and Twitter. So I put out earlier that we were recording this episode. And just very quickly, so I asked for people's just bold predictions on the AFC. And I want you to all pick the most absurd and also the most likely that could happen. Okay, there's just four of them. So number one is Jags make the playoffs. Yes, don't and tell me the other ones. That, that's the most absurd. And, and that's from one man, Blue Zone. Uh, Neil Tyler, he said the Pats will still win the AFC East. Uh, Chris McGuire says the Titans will make the AFC Championship. And Gobi Chief says Mayfield will win the MVP. <laughs> I think that takes... Oh, does it though? Because the Browns could be that team that just takes off. I think the Jags is the most... Like, I'm sorry, Jags fans. I think that's the most absurd just because the Colts and Titans are better teams than them right now. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I replied to that tweet and said that's bold, the Jags <laughs> making the playoffs. But yeah, that's that's the daftest. It could def- I'm trying to think of the most likely. Ty- it's between Titans and Pats, I'd say. I think... Ty- yeah, Titans could definitely make the championship because then end of the day, it's any given Sunday. Exactly. And as Tim says, it's a weird season. Even if they don't, you know, show up too much, they can still do it. Craig's been thinking for a long time. <laughs> I know. Um, so how far are we saying the Titans are getting? Championship. They're getting they're making the championship game. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah they're likely going to take fourth, which means that they're either going to be playing us or the Chiefs. I don't know. Um, it is quite likely, I guess. So yeah, we'll put, we'll put that as least absurd then. Yeah, that's the most absurd, Craig. Actually, no, I'd probably say least absurd would probably be the Patriots winning the division because, I mean, no, I wouldn't. No, go on. Stick, <laughs> no, I can't make my mind up. Go on. No, I stick. Titans, Titans, probably the the least absurd. <laughs> Tim, what's your most absurd and least absurd? Janks is the most absurd. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I think we're all in agreement there. The, was the Patriots winning the AFC East? Yeah, Pat's winning that's AFC East. Championship. Yeah, so that's, that pr- might happen. Yeah. 
Let's hope so, anyway. <laughs> what do you think, Joe? Uh, You've been quiet I, over there. <laughs> I know. I think I, I do think Leaf Absurd is packed to AFC East, as I say. You know, you never know with Bill, and the Bills haven't done it in a while, so it could it, that could easily happen. And then, yeah, sorry, one man blue zone, but Jags getting playoffs. Even though we all love Gardner Minshew on this pod, can't see it happening. <laughs> anyway, uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please make sure you head over and check out our friends at EP Sports uh, for any of your NFL or equipment needs. Uh, look forward to speaking to you next week about the AFC, NFC. Uh, and please keep an eye out for our friend Ed's Shutdown podcast, which we're all going to be on next week, uh, just discussing the season as a whole coming into um, going into the season. So that's it all from us today. Uh, see you all later. Good night. Welcome to that American football show. I've got I've written twice. What the fuck? I was about to say. Welcome to Tass. Welcome to that Tass. <laughs>